tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC. And tonight on Ghana Connect, the fear of the opening of the floodgates for behavioral and moral chaos in our schools across the country. On the back of this week's landmark Rastafarian judgment at the High Court. Somebody wants to wear togas. Another person wants to wear trousers. Another person wants to wear shorts. Are they not all pants? It may open the floodgates to the acceptance of various lifestyles. So it is not just a matter of Rastafarians being permitted to wear locks or not. What about a traditionalist who would also want to insist that his culture enjoys him to walk barefooted? What about um, a traditionalist who also insists that in accord with the tenets of his custom, he's supposed to just wrap a cloth around his waist? On Ghana Connect tonight, why the fuss and the fear? Where do you stand on these fears as a parent, teacher, student, or head of an educational institution? We ask, what's the link between your student's appearance and the quality of his academic performance or his moral uprightness? Stay with us. We connect after the break.
love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC. Allianz Insurance since 1890. At Allianz Life Ghana, we have a wide range of life insurance packages to suit all pockets from individuals, groups, associations, and businesses. We cover your employees, your funerals, pensions, children's education, and your future. Call us on 0302-267-892 or visit our website www.allianz-gh.com for more inquiries. Allianz Life. We secure your future. Son, we are so proud of you for setting up this hospital. I really love those hospital beds and waiting chairs. By the way, did you import them? No, Dad, I didn't. I actually got them from Kindle Books and Stationery right here in Ghana. Wow. We also bought our office supplies, safes, executive desks and chairs from Kingdom, and they gave us expert advice on how to set up our office. Guys, that makes three of us. I also got our sofa and bedroom sets, plus our dining hall furniture for our new home from Kingdom. Wow, Mom, that makes four of us. I usually get my stationery items from Kingdom. And my teacher also mentioned that our classroom furniture was provided by Kingdom. So there you have it. Whenever you're thinking about setting up an office or acquiring furniture for your home, etc., Kingdom Books and Stationery should be your first point of call. With over 40 years' experience in the industry, we stock and supply a wide variety of globally sourced office and home furniture, stationery, and equipment. Visit our head office, Osu Akwaje, or our office near the Osu Stadium. We're also in Tema Committee 1, opposite Olam SHF, Kumase KNUST Campus, UCC. Cape Coast and now at the Marina Mall Airport City or call us 0302 You're live on Joy 99.7 FM. This is Ghana Connect. So this week, after the landmark High Court verdict on the Rastafarian case, the Attorney General and the President of the Graduate Teachers Association of Ghana, Nagra, two very high-profile individuals, express a fear that the verdict will open the floodgates for behavioral and moral chaos in our schools, 
across the country. Don't go and so they said Rasta. That would be a very myopic way of looking at it. Any form of hairdo, Mohican hairdo, is a hairdo. Rasta is a hairdo. Uh, bushy Afro hair is hairdo. Sakura is hairdo. We don't have to waste our time on some of these things. People can wear suits, smock, uh, batakari, uh, anything. Those who want to walk barefooted should be able to walk barefooted to school. Your duty is to teach geography. Your duty is to teach math. And your duty is to teach English language and all the other subjects. That is the extension, and that is my understanding of the ruling. Someone has Rasta. Another person has Mohican. Another person will have Afro. Another person will have uh, Sakura. Are they not all hairdos? Somebody will have Termin. Somebody will have Jerichels. Somebody will have Braids. Are they not all hairdos? So what, why, 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 why should we discriminate? Somebody wants to wear togas. Another person wants to wear trousers. Another person wants to wear shorts. Are they not all pants? Um, what you open the floodgates to the acceptance of various lifestyles by schools um, to the extent that decision is paint or is hinged on human rights. So it is not just a matter of Rastafarians being permitted to wear locks or not. What about a traditionalist who would also want to insist that his culture enjoys him to walk barefooted? What about um, a traditionalist who also insists that in accord with the tenets of his custom, he's supposed to just wrap a cloth around his waist, even if the person is, is, is male? And for that matter, the school cannot restrict the manner in which he dresses. It could even have implications for whether school uniforms ought to be enforced. Because if I was on insist that well, I do not have to wear screen uniforms on account of a certain factor here or, or are you saying that that ought not to be permitted that definitely will be discriminatory so um, we, we ought to really see the soundness of it so you had uh, the attorney general the chief uh, legal officer uh, for this country and the advisor to the uh, to the government positioning that this could open the floodgates and the president of the Graduate Teachers Association, and they primarily teach our children at the senior high school level, expressed the same concerns. And he says, well, allow them, because if you attempt to stop them, it will simply be discrimination, just as um, the Achimota case had thrown up. And so where do you really stand on this? I mean, if you're a parent, if you're a teacher, if you're a student, if you are a stakeholder in the education, do you share that same fear? Connected with me tonight uh, to, to have this uh, very interesting conversation, Julius uh, Kwame Antony is the General Secretary of the National Union of uh, Ghana Students, uh, NUCS, and uh, uh, connecting the studio. Hello, Julius. Hello. Nice to have you, Julius. Also connecting is Seth, is a, is a teacher and a housemaster in a senior high school in Accra. I'm, I'm curious to hear his thoughts because he's uh, clearly uh, in charge of, uh, of, of training our students at the high school. And so I'm, I'm curious to, to know if he shares affairs of his boss, the union leader, Kabonu. Uh, ben is an educational consultant taught in the UK and consulted for many organizations. And um, Ben, I understand you are, you are in Ghana now. Hello, Ben. 
Hi, hi. Uh, yes, I'm in Ghana. Yes. I'm long time, Ghana. long time no yes. connect, Ben. Uh, great to. Great yes, to, yes, I know, I know. Great to, know. great to hear you again, Ben. Also connecting yes. tonight is Ofusua, who is a concerned. Uh, he's a parent. He's a parent and concerned about uh, the current situation. George is an accountant and a radio show host and joins us from Georgia, in the USA. Hello, George. Hello, boss. How's it going? Oh, it's fantastic. Good to have you uh, uh, connect with us, uh, George. I'm, I'm curious about the U.S. case because I, I want to, I want to cry and, and understand that that link that may exist between how a student looks and and they, whether they perform, whether it has anything to do with their educational uh, qualifications. I'm very curious about that. I'll quote for you something the judge said uh, in in the ruling uh, this week. Shortly, Chris is an award-winning journalist, founder of Epic Live Enterprises. He currently works at the College of Media Communication and Information at the University of Colorado, uh, Boulder. Uh, prior to joining the University of Colorado, uh, he worked at CNN as a field producer for a variety of programs, including Newsroom, The Situation Room, with Wolf Blitzer. Hello, Chris. We'll get Chris shortly. I think, Chris, you may have uh, muted your... Yes, 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 yes. yes. Great, to, great to have you connect with us, uh, Chris. Uh, Chris, you're connecting uh, with us from Colorado? Actually, I'm in Atlanta, Georgia right now. Oh, okay, great. So, That's the home of... from George. Oh, <laughs> yes. Great to have you. Later, we'll connect with Brian. He's a Kenyan journalist. Why Kenya? Because Kenya uh, took the lead in this area. They also litigated this matter. And the Supreme Court, you know, also, you know, declared its position on this and has defined the situation there in Kenya. I wonder what, what has become of uh, Kenyan, you know, educational institutions since that verdict was delivered. Has he opened a floodgate? Um, we'll, we'll dig into that very shortly. Um, I want to start with Ofusua. Hello, Ofusua. Do I have you connecting? Hello, Ofusua. Hi, yes. Good evening. Uh, good evening. Great to have you, Ofusua. I'm, I'm great to, to, to hear you. I mean, Ofusua, so, so tell me, as a parent, are you concerned, you know, that on the back of this verdict... You know, the floodgates will be open, as we've had expressed by both Attorney General and, 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 and Nagrat's president. Well, um, it, I see it both ways. In that um, it, it's could or couldn't, depending on how we as a society are going to go along a certain tangent. But for me, it's very important that we have law and order in our society. We have, as human beings, we are... If we don't have laws that are guiding us, then we are going to, let me say, go haywire. We are just going to do anything. So for me, it's very important that there are laws that are governing us. There are laws that are governing us in school and whatever, in whatever that we do. So that's what I can say. I, but whether it's going to open it or not, I, I stand on two legs, let me say. But my concern is that there should be law and order in society. So if this is going to open the floodgates, lawlessness then i just don't stand for it but if we are going to reform it for it to become better for us to become better people in society then i'm for it okay so let's stick with the reality as of now the the, the court said um you, in essence you can't stop them from going to school because they have they have dreadlocks okay so allow them it's a religious right the attorney general says if if that is the case then everybody else can come to the school with any other hairdo, any other, uh, you know, dress code, and also try to exercise the same right, and that may create chaos. Is that a fear that you have as a parent? Yes, 
if it's going to create chaos. I do have a fear because um, as a parent, I'm trying to teach my children certain morals, certain standards. And if after all of this, I'm going to take them into school and it's going to be undone, then yes, I do have a concern. Uh, let me bring in a teacher, uh, Seth. Hello, Seth. Uh, Seth is uh, connecting on the phone. Hello, Seth. Hello, Ivan. Yes, Seth, you, you are a housemaster at the senior high school. Yes. Okay. Um, and w- first, give me your reaction when you had the verdict this week. When I had the verdict, I was happy. Personally, what? I was happy. Why? Why were you happy? I was happy because I am for the same belief that uh, the appearance of a student does not necessarily lead to how successful he will be or how successful the student will be in his academic pursuit. So when I heard everybody that the student, the boys with the dealers should go back to school, I was happy. They should go back because they're also Ghanaians. They have to be taught. The appearance of a student, you say, has nothing to do with his performance? Yes. So so you don't mind if the 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 the, 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 the girls of the class come with a capoco or the boys come with tattered jeans? to the classroom? No, you see, we didn't stretch the matter too far. We are stretching the issue. When we say that parents of the student has nothing to do with academic performance, if a student is in the house and is being taught in the house and is wearing boxer shorts, excuse me, boxer shorts, and the teacher comes to the house to teach him, won't that student perform? That student will again perform. He will perform like any other person who is in, in suit and sitting in the classroom to be taught. Yeah, I'm on. That's my view on it. Okay, gr- great point. Uh, who, who who agrees or disagrees with, with Seth? Uh, I agree with Seth. Okay, so that's uh, that's Julius. I- I'll come to the rest of you. If you agree, just go on and, and, and interject if you may. But let me hear Julius. Julius. Yeah, I agree with Seth entirely because the performance of students in school have absolutely nothing to do with the kind of hair they wear or, you know, how long their hair is or how short it is. The Caucasians, the Asians, and all other races have demonstrated that enough to us to know that the length of someone's hair does not matter. One point people are not understanding that I keep making is that the black man's hair is naturally dreadlocks. When we all leave our hair to grow long, just like Caucasians and Asians do, it will be very long and it will be dreadlocks. So why then are they able to keep this and still perform better than us in many years? including Achimota School itself, which has admitted Caucasians and Asians on exchange programs with that same natural hair. I was with Tyron Magai, I think, two days ago. I saw his hair. I touched it. It's his natural hair. It's what grows out of his head naturally. It has nothing to do with whether or not, you know, he can fit in. And I heard someone said that, you know, they won't suffer and raise their children and send them to school, and then that work is undone. How does the admission of one Rastafarian boy or two Rastafarian boys into Achimoto school undo, you know, the moral standards you have taught thousands of other students who are not Rastafarians? How does that do that? Okay, I mean, just hold on. I want to bring in Chris. Hello, Chris. Chris yes. is Chris is in a, Chris. I, I'm just seeing you on the screen, and you you have something that looks very much like dreadlocks. Wait, 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 wait. Uh huh. You're. Like the young man just said there, um, you know, when you leave your hair to grow naturally, it will start to coil, right? It will start to lock. And and I want to go a little bit deeper than even what 
we're we're talking about introducing chaos. In, in fact, in Chris, I, I just wanted to ask you: Did you turn out okay with your dreadlocks and your mustache? Well, and, and... You know, I'm, I'm a grown, I'm a I'm a big I'm a big boy now, so I can I can have my hair however I want to. You know, it's it, it didn't start out this way, but when I was in my in my father's house, he definitely made me cut it. Uh, once okay. I got out and I started making my own. I, have, I can make these decisions for myself. So, Mimi, the argument goes that it's only because your father insisted that you keep the hair low that you turned out okay and, 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 and had the prestige of working with the CNN, for example. And if your father had not done so and insisted that you kept it low, like Achimota was insisting, you probably wouldn't be here. That's the argument for those who, who are on the other side. Some, some people would, would find that there's a correlation, but I would say, no, there is no correlation. Okay, proceed with your substantive argument. I see if others agree or disagree. I would say there's no correlation because the hair is only um, an outward example of of the discipline that you have in your heart. You know, if your parents have a disciplined and strict uh, mode of raising you, it, it, if it if if their discipline is to make you grow your hair, if you, their discipline is to make you cut your hair, whatever it is. As long as you are respectful and you obey and listen to the discipline and tutelage of those wiser than you and older than you, it doesn't matter. And if you have the, the capacity to understand and to, and to apply respect to other people's ways of being brought up, being raised, then it, it, it doesn't matter what your outward appearance is. I am, I am pro-respect. Um, and so anything that has to do with having someone respect how you desire to raise your children, it's that that's the mode for me. And and again, just to go a little bit deeper, this goes beyond we have to look at the roots of the situation, not just the roots of our hair. All right. The roots of the situation is that um, the way we are told to 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 fit in and to have standards and have morals, we have to look at the context whose standards, whose morals, because um, your man there also had on his traditional dress. And if the traditionalists had their way, you know, we would be, we would all be wearing that dress. You know, I'm wearing a, a modern version of that dress right now, but the bottom line is that we have to think about who instituted and why do we follow these certain mores and cultural norms? So, you know, a lot of these schools, including Achimota, I know there's a lot of respect. Everyone likes to shout out their senior high school in Ghana. But you have to understand where the origin of these institutions come from. A lot of them come from the colonizers of Britain and beyond. These uh, colonizers instituted these modes of control to create division and to create strife within a country, to distract from the issues that, that do matter on a large scale. I guarantee you the hair is not an issue that matters on a large scale. What matters is are our kids being taught their own history? Are they being are they being taught trades that can build up the country? Are they being taught ways to impl- implement modes of learning that empowers yourself and not tear down your self-esteem? Okay, uh, George, you agree. George in uh, connecting from Georgia. <clears throat> now um I would say I agree and I disagree. Chris, we, we, we might have to um, hook up. But my whole thing is this. We are making this thing a hair 
conversation. The basic situation is the grounds on which the um, court ruled is what we need to look at. And that is why they are saying that it can open the floodgates for the chaos. It's not about the hair. The hair is a secondary issue. They went there on a, their religion, religious basis. So again, the floodgates that it is going to open, and nobody has said that there is a correlation between your hair and whether you would succeed or not. No, there, there is no correlation. But the, 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 the ruling is based on the religious um, basis of them, that they cannot be discriminated against based on their religion. So at this point in time, like um, the, the um, what is Attorney that? General said, next semester, if some or next term, if somebody that has parents that are or comfort comes and has grass around their waist and say that if for my religion, this is how I should dress, you are not going to be able to say that, no, I would not allow you into this school because the president has already been no. set by this ruling that if whatever you are doing is based on your religion, you cannot be denied access to the school. And that is what is making the people say that this is going to open the floodgates. The, 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 the children going astray, I don't think it's tied to religion. Neither is, is it tied to anything. When kids are growing up, they are going to do what they want to do. But at the end of the day, the, the basic problem that we need to look at with this ruling is the fact that it wasn't ruled on hair quality or hair length. It was a ruling based on religion. And it is saying that you cannot be discriminated against based on your religion. So like um, the Attorney General said again, if somebody comes and says, hey, I am, my religion is being a nudist. And so I have to come to school being nude based on this precedence. You cannot say, I, I will not accept you to my and, school and, nude. And, 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 John, and John, John, yes, go on. Go I, want on. Make, I want to make a quick please, point Please, please go on. I'll come to you. I'll, mm -hmm. Let's go. Yeah, uh, when we, somebody appears in a school, in a particular form, there are some few questions you have to ask. Is he injurious to his own health? Mm. Is he injurious to the health of the student who sits closer to him or the mm. people in the community where he is? Mm -hmm. How does it affect them? Everyone has a right to practice mm. whatever you want to practice. But when you come to a school and you say, well, because I have the right to eat or I will not eat, uh, therefore I will not go to dining to eat. The teachers will force you to go and eat because we know it will affect your health. It's where we are. The people are overstretching the matter. If uh, somebody who is in a different religion practices a barefoot walking and gets to a science school where we know they are nurse and other things about there, who can injure him, and we say no, you cannot work better because of your health. On health grounds, it will not be allowed. No, okay. but, but, but listen, no. The thing that I have, the point that I am trying to make is this. Um, we talk, in the legal system, it's precedent. If a precedent has been set, somebody, when they go to court, they are, they are stating the case of A versus B. This was how it was ruled. And so based on that ruling, Your Honor, I want you to uh, give me the same treatment. And again, I am saying that when the person comes and says, my religion, the moment they use that line, the precedent has been set. So 
it's not the matter is not being overstretched. Mm. The only thing it, it is been it, it, it's just it's really being looked been at from the Rastafarian because. angle. The hair that was the main thing was not used in the ruling, but they being Rastafarian Rastafarians practicing Rastafarianism, which allows them to grow their locks yeah. as part of their religion. That was the argument that was made Wait, jo, and got the root. George, give me a second. Right. Let, let, let me hear from Julius. Julius, and then uh, Ben Ben Kobler, I want to come in um, quickly after Julius. Give me your thoughts on, on this um, point that George had just made, that if you go with the religious rights conversation to the school then really that then opens the, the door for everybody else to come in yes julius um it, it doesn't open the door for anyone to come in and then this is overstretching the argument to the extremes of things now here's the situation if it's based on the ruling if you read the ruling fully you realize that you must first establish that you belong to a certain religion and then secondly you must establish that Whatever right you want to enjoy, that is, for example, in the case of Tyrone Magai on a Hinba, keeping your hair as a practice, you know, that is in conformity with your religion. Okay, so let's so, 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 George raised an important just on a point, yes, just on a point, on a point of fet, the fetish priest, yeah. is his religion. If, if, you, if, if you it comes, me, if, if, if the person to, comes with a with barefoot, allow me to finish, you will is that religion? The, the, if the person comes barefooted, yeah, that's his religion as a fetish priest. The point I want to okay, please go on. So, at the end of the day, the court also considered Article 12.1, where it says that you have the rights that are guaranteed under, you know, Chapter 5 of the Constitution, but subject to the rights of other people and the public interest. All those considerations must be made when you are doing this. Then coming to administrative justice, the administration of the school must also consider that they are being candid and fair. As according to Article 296, all these considerations must be made. Okay, so address the fetish priest question for me. George raised that. On the issue of the fetish priest, schools are in status parentis to students. Fetish priests in Ghana, generally, do we see them walking barefooted? Yes, the Wolome. The Ghana Wolome walk barefooted. On a, even on ordinary days. Yes, 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 yes. Every day. Yes, 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 yes. They're never supposed to wear anything um, on, on, on your toes, on, on your feet, yes. So, and, and then in the, int- in the interest of themselves as children, you know, the protection of It is children, their religion yeah, not no, to wear the school anything, to walk, to walk barefooted. To the students who are underage. So do the children walk barefooted? No. Julius, yes, they do. They don't walk barefooted. I mean, no, it, it's no, not. They do. They don't. Okay. They do. Yeah, I mean, so, go, go down to Ada. Go down to Ada. <laughs> the the mm. kids that are in the shrines there walk barefooted. I did my national service at Goy mm-hmm. in, in, the, in, the, in Ada. And I know some of them. And the teacher said, if you go to the house to go and teach them. Yes, when you go to the house to go and teach them, they're still barefooted. So... Since they weren't being allowed into the school barefooted at that point in time, when I was doing my national service, we, we the teachers, were contracted to go into the shrine to go teach them. And we did. They gave us the money. It was good. But at that point in time, they couldn't come to school because the school would not allow them to come dress the way they had fight calico when you go to their the shrines to go teach them they had fight calico and they were barefooted mm-hmm. so like i said there are there, there are established cases where because of their religious practices in the past 
they have not been given the same privileges that I don't have a problem with the ruling, but I'm saying that the fact that the major point, the substantial point that they stood on to make that ruling was the religious, and you cannot discriminate against religion. That is where my problem okay. lies. So, ho- hold on, George. So, sorry, I want to bring in Kobla. Ben? Hello, Ben? Do I still have Ben? Ben, if you've muted, please unmute for me. Um, let's check Ben's uh, thing. Ofosua, has anything been said that has changed your position at all? He's a parent. I've seen that. Um, I mean, the, the that. religious concerns that anybody else can come, you know, on the, to express and enjoy their religious rights. <laughs> Evans, you know, we have rights, but then those rights go with responsibilities. So. As George was saying, if based on this precedent, we are going to allow the, the people of Adan to come to the school dressed the way they are, because it's their religious rights. Um, and it's not going to affect morality of the kids in school. That's fine. I'm more concerned about the morals, not about... More, 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 than, more, more, more than your child's academic performance? If, if, if we are going to correlate their religious appearance, their academic performance, and the religious appearance of one child is going to affect my child's academic performance, yes, I'm concerned. But whilst we haven't drawn any correlation, then I don't think at, that, at this point I'll be concerned. Okay. If they are right, yes. But if it's going to affect academic performance, it's going to affect... Yeah, entire social upbringing and everything, then I am really concerned. So, as George was saying, you see, the problem is not about the hair. The problem is what is going to happen afterwards, how it's going to affect other things following it. And that's where the concern is. So, the hair isn't the issue. It's just what is going to come afterwards. That's where all of us are concerned. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be, I'm gonna be going back uh, shortly to Chris in Atlanta, and, and uh, because I'm curious, what, we have, what conversation we're having? I mean, some have argued, and in fact, this is this is my position. Also, if you can disagree with me, if you may, that if the guy wants to come barefooted, please allow him. I mean, how does him coming barefooted affect his academic performance or his his moral grounding? If you go to the even look, even if he's coming barefooted, he's going to be in the minority. You know the way minority, there are people in the minority are treated. Here in Ghana, that's a society. So you're coming back with it. First of all, you're going to be stared at. It's going to take a very long time for people to accept that, oh, this guy is coming barefooted, but he's good in probably math. I can study with him and we can all get good grades together. It's going to take some time for him to fit in into society. So we are not saying that it's cast in stone, you're supposed to wear shoes to school. But look at the way things are. Try and fuse yourself into it. And don't be totally different from what we are used to. Yes, it's good to, to diversify. It's good to move away from the old things. But it's also good to try and let the new thing that you are bringing in not be too, should I say this, use the word weird? I'm sorry to use that word. Can I interject here? Yeah, um, um, okay, yes. Uh, yeah. Who, who was that? Oh. Is it Chris? This is Chris. Yes, yes Chris. So, so again, I want to zoom out a little bit to um, 
the, the context. The new thing, really, on a historical scale is educating students in the way that they're being educated in Ghana. The educational system, as it's been established, is only no more maybe than 120 years old, instituted by religious institutions. Again, so back to George's point, this is on religious grounds in a, re- in a school based on, it was founded on religious principles whose, whose main aim and purpose was economic, okay? The British did not come with altruistic motives to help educate the people of Ghana. Now, that may have been the stated purpose of their, um, of their visits and eventual stay, but the bottom line is that the purpose and mode was economic. So what has become normal is a mode of economic subjugation to create a, a society of people who, who see normal as conforming and to see conforming to a system that is from outside of your traditional mores and mores and societal norms. So while it's, it's well and good to diversify to your point, this, in, in my submission, is the diversity to have an education system that is from thousands of miles away to to have an end result of people that are subjected to not want to continue their traditions and to actually reject traditions that have been venerated and actually help your help the ancestors. I'm, I don't want to get too much into um, the religious talk because I'm not a religious expert. I'm not a legal expert. But I am an expert in diversity. And so if you want to look at it, you have to look at it from a historical context and know that the real diversity is this situation that has become normalized in Ghana and many other places. Chris, you make an important point. So you, you, what you're saying is if indeed the fetish priest, which is a part of our, our culture and, and our African traditional religion, wants to go to the high school barefooted, which is what they do, the education system in Ghana should acknowledge that and allow them to come to the classroom barefooted because, indeed, it's a, a part of our culture. Uh, to, George's, to George's point, and now to the Supreme, who, who, the Justice's I mean, it, it, point. Chris, Chris, yeah, I, I, that, that, was, that was a question to you. Is that your, is that the, your point you're stressing? That that should well, be allowed. It's not, it's, not, it's not a matter of me agreeing at this point. That's the that's the precedent that has been set. And if that's the precedent that has set been set, that, that should be that should be what goes. But again, if you're gonna go by the constitution as it's set, I do believe in Ghana and Ghana prides itself on being a, a country that, that that supports freedom of religion. It's one of the um, few countries that have not had um, religious wars in in, in, in recent history, um, so I would I would submit that that would be supporting um, kind of the the, the 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 history and and the the way of peace in a place like in, in Ghana. Okay, let me bring in Ben. Hello, Ben. So, sorry, sorry, George. Sorry, George. I haven't had Ben yet. We lost him on Zoom. He's gone on onto the phone okay. line now. Um, hello, Ben. Ben, where you start? Hi, you, hi, you, 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 you taught you taught in UK. Yeah, completely different culture. In many parts of the UK, education people don't come to school in uniforms, do they? 
Well, they do. Okay. Um, if you are in uh, a college, you don't come in uniform. But secondary school, yes. Primary and secondary school, you do. Why do you stand on all this? I, I think I, I've been listening to the, the discussions across, and it's quite interesting. Uh, but I'll come from an education policy perspective. I think schools are going back in September. Am I right? Um, schools are actually in session, correct? The right. senior I mean, high schools the, are in the, session the now. New academic yes, yes, we'll begin. September. Yes, true. Is that correct? True. Okay. So for me, it's a great opportunity to develop a school standard framework and a school behavior regulation by September. And I think this is possible. What this does is that it minimizes the fear of parents, the teachers, uh, and, and, the, and, and the guys are at the Ministry of Education and Ghana Education Service. But what has actually happened is a clear example of how our education behavior policy is failing to fix one of the biggest problems of inequality in our schools today. And so it's extremely important that we need to find a consistent approach to behavior management. And we can only achieve this by making sure that there are school standards and frameworks and there are school behavior policies and regulations. If these things are not done, look, these issues will keep coming and coming and coming and coming. But there's one important thing I would like to say, um, and I'm sure you, you, you guys have all read really, really wide. And there's something we call cultural capital. And that's something I want to see embedded in our school curriculum. What cultural capital actually means is, is, is a social aspect of a person. So, for example, the educational status of that person, the person's intellect for example, the style of speech, the style of dress, etc. And all these things come together to promote what we call social mobility. And if this is actually embedded in our school curriculum system, and there's a window of opportunity for the Ministry of Education and for the Ghana Education Service to find the time to develop a very comprehensive school behavior policy framework. And that will be, in my opinion, uh, uh, an answer to, to, to some of this debate and discussions that we are having. So okay. there's nothing to fear, fear here. I mean, Ben, ben I'll throw in a curveball shortly, but let me, let me set you off first on this, with this question. In, in that policy you're proposing, should it include the allowance for children to come in, um, you know, with, with a bit more freedom to wear what they, what they prefer as an expression of, an extension of the expression of, of themselves and their rights? I, I think I will extend that question to say that it has to be inclusive. So we need to make sure that at the PTA level and at the policy level, we all have to come together and actually put this policy uh, and develop this policy. Policies are more effective when you include the people that it affects them. You don't do it at the top. So 
I think it's important. So if, if, if Ghana, as part of our social cohesion, as part of our cultural capital, we believe that uh, um, everybody wearing any type of clothes is what is going to make the country a better place. Yes, let's do it. If we believe that as a country we need to live a, a type of social norm, I think we should do that. We live in a very, very progressive society today. What happens on the internet is really, really, it happens very, very fast. And, and, and this news is, is all over the place. I mean, if this issue had broken out in the UK, those who made the decisions in the first place will be sacked the next, the next day. The culture is different from what we have in Ghana. And we know the historical background of people with dreadlocks. And so people are not comfortable. And because people are not comfortable, they are trying to express themselves. And through that expression could be not allowing such groups to, to, to be part of, of the society. I, I, so we are dealing so, with so, an so I guess fundamentally, the point you make is, this policy, and I know the GS and the Education Ministry are in, in, in the process of formulating this policy, should Good. embrace diversity and should be inclusive. Now, let's, let's come back to the education question because this is the conversation we are having. And earlier I asked, yeah. is there a link between an appearance of a student? And I want everybody else to, to chip in on this and their education performance and, and, and moral upbringing, right? And because anybody who sends their child to school, I have a child in school, you want both. You want your child to be excellent academically and, and morally upright, both. Um, so let me, let me throw in this. The best example of an education system that works, celebrated the world over, is, is in Finland. And, and Ben, you know this, because the, the program for international student assessment in conjunction with the OECD always rates the world's education systems. And Finland is always on top. Now, listen to my argument based on what the Finland system is. I argue based on Finland's system that if the, if the girl child wants to come to school wearing a kapoko, please let them. If the, if the, if the fetish priest wants to come with barefoot, let them. Why? Because in Finland, that is what they do. It's, it's the, the, the Finnish education system, celebrated for the quality globally, show us that there is absolutely no link between the child's appearance in class and its academic performance. In fact, schools often have lounges with fireplaces, but no tidy bells. Finnish students, and this goes to um, Julius, listen to this. Finnish students don't wear uniforms nor do they often wear shoes. They don't wear shoes to class. Because in Finnish culture, you have to leave your shoes at the door before you're walking because of the snow outside. So they go to classroom with barefoot. And yet, and yet, they are, they, they are the best performing educational system in the world. So the argument... The argument Can I come in here? Just a second. Can I come so, in here? Like you, 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 you highlighted on a very important point. Yes. But there's, some, there's two key things that's actually missing within our education system. The staff development and support system is not there, and then the pupils or student support systems are also not there. It's missing in this whole context. So if you want to do that such comparisons, we are nowhere near that. That's, that's, that's not true. So it's, it's, it's there is a fundamental problem we need to address. Okay, great. so Ben, hold on. Uh, Julius disagrees, Julius. Yeah, it's, it's not true that we are nowhere near allowing people you know, to go to school in, you know, attires or 
the kind of haircut or whatever they want to do to the extent that none of that infringes on the rights of another person or the public order. If you speak about a traditionalist, for example, going to school barefooted, so long as no one can reasonably establish that it poses a health hazard to him, which in the case of a child, you know, must be catered for, or it poses a health hazard to another person or the school system, so long as you cannot establish any of those, even per our constitution, the person is at liberty to do that. In fact, I'll give you an example. It, that it's Numo an expression of, of the religion yes. under Article 28. N- um, who is the PRO for the AMA, was, or was the PRO for, PRO for a long time, went to school with um, not wearing anything, not wearing shoes, yeah. not wearing shoes, barefoot. Yeah. Went to school barefoot, went to GID. Anybody who went to GID with him knows he comes to the classroom barefoot, yeah. walks without not even slippers on barefoot. And that's how he's been through school throughout. And as, as, as far as he's concerned, it turns out okay. I mean, I've had messages um, right now, people saying, well, they, they have, they have a, a relative who is in line to become a Wulomoy. Wulomoy is the, 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 the fetish priest equivalent in Ghana. he can't go, and, and, go. And, 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 on the back, go. and on the back of this verdict, they are just waiting for schools to reopen in September. Let him go. And then they'll send him barefoot and, and, and wait for the teacher to say, you know, you, you, can't, you can't be here. I want to hear from you on social media because a lot of you uh, are getting in touch with your, with your views on, on this uh, pretty interesting uh, conversation. Uh, right now, let's yeah, a bit of yeah, just a second, Evans. just a second, just a second. Yeah, Mano. Yes, so Evans, quite a number of messages are coming through the WhatsApp console. This one says, Evans, good evening. Tied the judgment, dear solid pal. My uncles and I are very happy. My nephew from Bisse in the Gamashi area is in line to become a Wulomo in the future. We are waiting patiently for him to get to the secondary school level, for someone to come and tell him to wear shoes or lose his white calories before he can enter a school or classroom. We are very happy. We thank the court for this landmark judgment. This is from George from um, La. And to give you an indication of how um, this is actually turning out. Now, on Facebook, Amos K. Yao says, um, says Evans, how many teenagers have we seen who are fetish priests? Most of the time, these folks are adults and their education often are exclusively done. And that's what you hear. This one is from Citizen Sika Togo. Says, good evening, Ghana Connect. Excellent and varied prognosis of the sensitive of... Um, sensitive issue of rights of students versus the rules of secondary schools. The judgment is clear and nuanced in an order not to have floodgates for all shenanigans in the name of religion. I believe that the adversarial posture of the Nagrat and the Attorney General is not founded in law, but rather logic. We must move beyond this point to serve the best interest of all stakeholders. Mm. And that's uh, Citizen Togo from um, East Ligon sending that message. And this one is from Goy Lolonya. She says, I'm happy with the ruling. Now I will wear my long beard. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and Richard Lai also no, said but, that. But, but, uh, that, but, but let, let's, let's, yeah. let's also say mm. that as has been pointed out by George and others and the lawyers, this was a religious um, rights uh Contest in court, mm. and so if you, unless you can prove that growing your beard, growing your beard has something to do, to do with, with religion, it's an expression mm. of a religion. Mm. Yeah, it's going to be very difficult to to get the school Definitely. to uphold to it. Definitely. Okay, great. I mean, George, you had something to say before we we had our, our, our friends and listeners from social media. George, yes, um, Chris made a point that I think we we are overlooking. 
and um, I want to come back to it. He said that most of these schools were established by the colonial masters, and we have not done anything to diversify it because, again, um, they set things up the way they wanted to bring us up. But that is not our true self. So through the course of time, I believe that the leadership of the country has failed us. I think I may have lost George there. Establish um, okay, or get the, the systems in order for we to not to be at this point that we are. That was what I wanted to say, Chris. That was a solid point. Okay, but, I mean, but but that but that's a cultural. Um, uh, analysis that uh, creates and, and the colonial history. It's, it's so important in appreciating this conversation. And it doesn't that, and again, I, I want to go back to the, fin- the Finnish uh, example I was bringing in because, and I say this, they go to class barefoot because culturally, and again, and this is even environmental um, necessity, there's so much snow that when you get to somebody's house, your, your shoes would have picked up, you know, the snowflakes. If you walk into the room with the shoes, by the time you leave, you probably leave, you know, um, dirt uh, and and splashes of water probably all over the place. And so culturally in in Finland, they don't wear um, shoes indoors. And so that's how come the kids go to school barefoot. Back to Chris's question. In our culture, we have to celebrate the things that are unique to us. And that must also be reflective in the educational system, right? Chris, isn't, isn't that the point you were making that we should we should embrace that cultural antecedent in in however right. form we plan to fix this problem through policy right right and and so the um gosh i i couldn't can't remember his name uh but the the man from the uk who yes ben 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 so you know it it has to be an inclusive conversation with everybody involved including the minorities um who are now somehow also um, some of them, the tradition, traditionalists, um, to come up with a, a standardized policy. I do believe there there is no or there's no loss in order when you come from a, a, a good-hearted perspective of inclusion and diversity, um, because that's that benefits all. And um, that's all I got to say right now. Okay, let, let me bring in Seth, who's a teacher uh, here in in Ghana. Then, then he's in high school. He's head head the uh, housemaster there. Uh, Seth, will you be welcoming in September? Uh, we've had people send us WhatsApp messages and on social media say that one person in particular says they have a nephew who's just become a Woolamore, and and they are mandated by tradition not to wear slippers or anything just walk barefoot as a teacher will you be welcoming of someone like that if a person walks into your classroom has joined other international organizations to develop this inclusive education policy when we say our education should be inclusive people thought the inclusivity is only limited to disability but it encompasses every religion how we can all live together diversity let us accept them in the classroom, provided it does not obstruct, it does not harm the other person or the person himself in the class. Let me just again cite these two Rastafarian boys. They went to GSS, basic school. They were in classroom with students, and they performed. And the students in the same class also performed and went to school. How did it affect them? 
have sex. Once we are able to accommodate them, they become part of us, and the society become more inclusive. And this will even enhance our religious tolerance, it will enhance our inclusivity, and Ghana will be better for it. In so fact, ready for it, they should come. And once they, they want, they are able to conform to what is expected to happen in the classroom. So be it. It's not that parents alone. Um, very interesting points from from a teacher from a Ghana school. I want to read something that the the judge said in his in her in a judgment this week, and and something Elada Inini Ketsi of him he put this up uh, today. He says the judge asked, uh, keeping hair low, simple and natural. How will that enhance quality education for academic excellence, etc.? Or how dreadlocks in manifesting religion will negatively affect the educational good of the one wearing it or the community of students? That is the question the judge was asking, and, and it fundamentally came to that. I mean, the, their parents, how does it affect the quality of education the child is receiving? Yes, yes you know, that question the judge asked went to fundamentally answer the exceptions that are supposed to be, uh, you know, recognized if people are expressing their rights. The teacher made a very good point, which I want to tell a story about. My grandfather is a former headmaster, and he tells us stories about how himself and his sisters went to school barefooted, not because of religion, but because of the economic conditions by then. Mm. How they went to school with clothes wrapped around their neck because of economic conditions by then. They were tolerated. They were allowed to go through the process. My grandfather became a headmaster anyway, and this is me, his grandson. Are we social misfits? Are we morally corrupt? Or, or just because they went to school that way? I think things are like this today because of intolerance from a few group of people who feel that a certain standard which they can meet, you know, should be maintained. And all those who cannot meet that standard should be left out. This is elitism and classism. We should not be tolerated. Okay, um, gentlemen, I'm grateful that you all joined me. Fascinating conversation. And the, the, the biggest point I've taken from this, uh, I guess Ben and everybody agrees, and that however we plan to resolve this with policy going forward, that policy must be inclusive and must pay attention to diversity. I'm grateful uh, for Sua, who's a parent, um, joined us. Uh, George, connecting from Georgia. Chris, connecting from Atlanta. Uh, of course, Julius, who connected in the studio. Ben Cobbler, uh, Seth, the teacher. Uh, and all of you who listened and contributed here on Ghana Connect. Later this evening on the Journey Channel, we bring you The Returned Bribe, an investigative documentary by Manasseh Azuriawone, in which a former FDA official allegedly attempted to extort money from a man seeking the authorities' clearance to sell his drugs. Now, Mrs. Cynthia Dapar in tow was captured on tape, allegedly asking the owner of uh, COA Mixture, Coa Mixture, to pay $200,000 in bribes to secure the approval. Here is an excerpt of that particular documentary. Oh, I've, 
I lawyer, I do but I need my own client. Am I not your client? No, you're not my client. I'm an FBA. Cynthia Dapa and To said, even if the CEO of Qua FS was giving the CEO of the FDA the city equivalent of 100,000 US dollars as agreed, the amount would have been more than 500,000 cities. When are you leaving Accra? Oh, I'm going back to Cape Coast. Oh, Jesus Christ. No, so you can always come and pick it up. Ah, and I did this as a test. You see, you said you're bringing her 500 and bringing me the same, but you got different amounts. So I was testing your understanding. Fascinating indeed. Now, at the Accra High Court today, the Judge Justice William uh, Buampon threw out her injunction application, citing the media's right to publish. The full documentary airs tonight at 8.30pm on the Jaw News channel on Multi-TV. You want to make a date. Listen, enjoy the rest of your evening, but I have something really nice for you to set you off uh, into that uh, sweet sunset tomorrow. It's called the locker room. And uh, Evans, I-, I hope you're good. Oh, I'm doing great. <laughs> Tomorrow marks one week uh, since Chelsea won the oh, Champions League. Goodness me, so yes. It's going to be yeah. a one-week celebration. Yes. Uh, we are inviting you. <laughs> I-, I will come. I will come. Uh, just for your sake. <laughs> the locker room is up next year. <laughs> $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. 
If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Hello, this is Morris, and I say keep on listening to George, 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 George. 99.7 FM. Hello, I'm Lee James, host of Sports World on the BBC World Service. For the best of previews to the sporting weekend, listen to George Addo Jr. on The Locker Room on Joy 99.7 FM. Live on radio, live online. This is The Locker Room on Joy 99.7 FM with George Addo Jr. Good evening to you, wherever you are. Welcome to the Locker Room. Enjoy 99.7 FM. And tonight, we get to talk about all there is to talk about. We're looking forward to all the sporting action to come. Quite a lot to look forward to, I must tell you. Yes, we'll be talking about the NBA playoffs. We've had a shock in that. And uh, we'll just be finding out just how all these things have gone down. The LA Lakers have been knocked out. Defending champions knocked out. Uh, at just at the end of the first round um, of the playoffs and knocked out by the Phoenix uh, Suns. We'll be we'll We'll have to talk about that. Then we'll talk about tennis that's ongoing uh, at Roland Garros. The French Open is ongoing. We'll be giving you all the updates that you need. Very, very important. We'll talk about Euros 2020. Euros 2020. And you know that next week by this time, we are live on television on the Joy Prime channel. We'll be coming away with Italy versus Turkey. That's the first game of the wonderful European showpiece. That will be big here uh, across our platforms on the multimedia, all the multimedia platforms. They platforms as well on radio online all that you need here with us as well and this weekend in the Ghana Premier League we've got six derbies to talk about aside that there's a special I should say fast developing title race between Kavasia Asante Kodoko and Accra Hearts so we'll talk about that there are also some friendly games uh, to look out for the National 23 team are getting themselves ready as they play against the Japan Olympic team we're hoping to fine-tune very very well and yeah we'll look at all the friendly come. So it's a big show. Nice one. Welcome again to the locker room. And there's only one place we can begin because there's also boxing to talk about somewhere along our show. Yes, Paul Logan up against uh, Floyd Mayweather. That's a special one. Uh, what would you make of that? Do you think uh, Mayweather is still the main man? Is he the best boxer? Now, though, let's go to the shock that we had and begin our night with the NBA. The number two seed Phoenix Suns lead this series. So Gasol will get the start. Here comes Paul. No changes for the Phoenix Suns. Crowder free to fire. It's a three for Phoenix. Here comes LeBron. They were happy the way he initiated the offense. He took a lot of onside shots. 
And yes, we have to find out what's been happening in the playoffs. We have to find out why we are here, just here. Kofi Toronto joins me uh, in the studio. Kofi, how are you doing this evening? I'm doing great. Yes, good stuff, good stuff. That was surprising, eh? Okay, well, maybe not surprising for those who have been following this keenly, especially when the playoffs uh, began. Um, maybe surprising for those who have not necessarily followed it and so they're like aha oh, LeBron James like you, you, you hear LeBron James and you hear yeah. well, Lewis Hamilton and you hear Roger Fedra and, and Rafa Nadal and you feel these are superstars and they must always win exactly but exactly. here we go now tell us why this was not surprising and, and shouldn't surprise you if you are a proper NBA you know uh, fan Fine. Oh, okay yeah. um, well you said it right LeBron James is like you know he's the Messi he's the Ronaldo he's the He's the number one basketball star there is. And usually he pulls, he makes it happen. There's been many seasons where LeBron's team might not look so good going into the playoffs. But being the great player he is, he finds a way to uh, make, it, make it work. So even though they weren't favored, the Suns were the second seed. So that shows you that you know they, they had a far better season than the LA Lakers. Yeah. And going, going into the playoffs, Anthony Davis, the second key player, he wasn't 100% healthy. LeBron himself wasn't 100% healthy. Mm-hmm. But because he's LeBron, people thought that, you know, he'll find a way yeah, as usual. But yeah. this time, you know, they weren't having it. And to be fair to Lakers fans, Anthony Davis was injured in the last two games. He tried to play in the first quarter, but within three minutes, he was injured and he had to go out. So he's the second best player. And he's younger. You have to remember, LeBron is 36 years old, yeah. which in NBA years is quite a bit. He's played 18 seasons. So, you know... If, Time is catching up to him. Father yeah. time is catching up to him. So he wasn't the usual LeBron he was some years back, let's say. So the combination of injury and his age and a very good Phoenix Suns team led by Devin Booker, Chris Paul, it was too much this time. And if you're fo- like, if you're following yeah. keenly, you see yeah. that yeah. It's po- it was possible. Hmm. But it's still a shock because LeBron is, is LeBron. It's the first time he's ever lost in the first round in his whole career. So yeah. it's something so it's new. Now we'll talk about LeBron shortly. Yeah, because when we when we get into the boxing, we're talking about May, Mayweather mm-hmm. and these guys hold their their their, their golden spots in mm-hmm. in in, in, mm-hmm. in this sport. So let, let's talk about how wonderful the Phoenix Suns are. I mean, that's team, and why we should expect something great for them all season. Um, last season, um, because of COVID, they yeah. played at, they played in a secluded space. Yes, and. Though the Phoenix Suns they didn't go far, they won all their games there, but they they, they lost because yeah. they weren't they didn't qualify for their playoffs. Yeah. That was last year, so it was a sign that you know they're not, they're rising. They're, on a, they're rising, they're on a come up. So with Devin Booker, like I said, he's a young superstar. Yeah. Yesterday he had a great game. He's one of the best scorers in the NBA. Chris Paul is, is a is a veteran, but he's a great point guard, all time great point guard. They have other great players like DeAndre Ayton 
and other young stars. So they've been, they've been on a come off. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC.